Welcome to Life Simply Better, the podcast for busy working moms who want a simpler, more relaxed life, but aren't quite sure how to get there. I'm your host and coach, Zoe Galitzis, and I will take you step by step and show you how to create that less busy life. Hey, busy friends, how are you guys doing today? It is November 13th, at least when this is airing. I'm actually recording this on November 3rd. I've had a really good week. I've had a really restful week. I have been typically before this week kind of doing a little work at night, you know, outlining the podcast, studying coaching, doing things like that in the evening. And this week I was getting home from work, getting the kids kind of taken care of. And then just feeling like I wanted to veg. And I did. And it was awesome. I highly recommend it. And it's so funny because I felt like I didn't have time to just veg and just rest. And I had to plan the podcast and do all this stuff. And it turns out I didn't need to do all that stuff. When I took some time to rest, I felt so much better afterwards, just so much more energy. And I feel like I'm coming from a much better place in recording this. Although I will say I don't have very detailed notes, but it's all good. We're just going to have a little conversation here and hope you find it helpful. So today on the episode, I am going to talk about why simple is hard. And here's what I mean by that. I think that a lot of us, I certainly had this concept that, you know, my life was complicated because of these kind of external factors. I had this complicated job that was hard. I had three kids and they were little and they needed a lot. And so therefore my life was complicated. And I thought if, you know, if I just had a lower stress job or once my kids get older and grow up, things will be so much simpler. And I think a lot of times it's tempting to think that when our circumstances change, that's when we'll get what we want, which for me was this simple life. But what I've found over the past few years that I think has been so interesting and also so empowering is that it is not those circumstances that are holding me back from the simple life I crave. There's some other things going on that make it challenging for us to simplify our lives. And so I want to talk about three of those today and how we can overcome those challenges and move towards the simplicity that we crave. And I will tell you, um, after going through this journey Um, for the past few years, it is so worth it to do this. Yes, it involves stepping out of your comfort zone, but the balance, the peace of mind, the calm that you get from doing this is fantastic. So I encourage you to give it a try. The three phases that I'm going to talk about, the three challenges I'm going to talk about are overwhelm, confusion, and discomfort. I think those more than the number of kids we have or the type of job we have, I think those three things, overwhelm, confusion, and discomfort, are what make it hard from us to move from complexity to simplicity in our lives. So I'm going to walk through each of those phases and talk through strategies that you can use to move beyond them. So in the first phase, we have overwhelm. And I think to make this a little bit more concrete and practical as we go through this, I'm going to use an example of getting your inbox empty. I think that is one of the best things you can do to simplify your life is to not have hundreds of emails staring at you each time you finish a meeting and you're kind of coming up from air for the meeting and you go into your email and there's 
all of this email and you're just like, where can I start? I have talked about on previous episodes how I get my inbox empty every day. It is one of the best things I do. It has been one of the biggest simplifications I have made in my life. And so today, as I walk through these phases, I'm going to use the example of, um, let's say you're starting with an inbox with a thousand emails in it. The number doesn't really matter, but we'll use that as an example. Let's say your inbox has a thousand emails in it and you want to simplify that part of your life. We're going to talk through each of these stages for that example. So in the first stage, which is overwhelm, and I'm sure all of you can relate to this. I certainly can remember feeling this. In the overwhelm phase, you go to your inbox with the thousand emails in it, and you're just like, this is too much. Like, too much. I can't deal with it. Let's just give up now and try to survive the day, right? It's that feeling of overwhelm. And when you feel overwhelmed, you tend to do one of a few things. You might freeze and just not really be able to take action at all. You don't know what to do. You might kind of hurry and scurry around. Maybe you kind of frantically go through some of the emails, but you're doing it in a rushed, really reactive way. So it's not that effective. Um, Or you might um, just avoid it, right? (laughs) You might get overwhelmed by your inbox and be like, let me go get up and get a cup of coffee. So those are the ways that we tend to react to overwhelm. And the result of that is that it kind of proves out that your inbox is too much to deal with, right? Because when you feel overwhelmed, you can't act effectively. So how do we transition from overwhelm to a different feeling that will um, serve us better and get us to where we want to be? And so I want to talk about um, the feeling of being capable. What if instead of looking at that massive list of emails and feeling overwhelmed, what if you looked at it and it was the same number of emails, it was the same thousand emails, but you just had a different feeling about it? What if you felt capable when you looked at it? And that feeling of capable might come from a thought, something like, I can do this in small steps. And again, I, I think the most effective way to make these types of changes is in small steps, you know, and that's what really counteracts the overwhelm too, is really breaking it down and just taking it one step at a time. So if you can get to a spot of maybe you can't get all the way to like, oh, I, a thousand emails, I can get those cleared out, no problem. But maybe you can think something like, Maybe this is possible for me if I just start with a small step. You delete some emails and before you know it, your inbox will be empty. So that's the first phase, moving from overwhelm to action. The next phase is confusion. So once we get past the overwhelm and we start taking action, what happens next is we're required to make some decisions. So some of those emails are going to be really easy to just delete or file, know what to do with right away. Bam, they're gone. There's going to be some other emails in there that are a little bit trickier that you look at and you're like, oh, what do I do with that, right? And again, I'm using the example of emails, but this could equally be true if you're cleaning out a closet and decluttering. It could be equally true if you're trying to edit down your calendar and create some more free time. You're going to get to that appointment where you're like, should I go to that or not? I don't know. And you get confused. 
And what happens when we get confused is we don't make a decision and we just leave the clutter, we leave the emails where they are. And again, we stop making progress in what we're trying to do. And so the way to deal with confusion is to move into decision. And I will lend you a thought that has helped me really increase how decisive I am in my life in all areas. And it is that any decision is better than no decision. Do you file the email? Do you reply to it? Do you need it for reference? Do you not need it for reference? All of that spin and chatter is just sucking away time in your life time that probably is not worth spending on that email. So you could file it, you could reply to it, you could delete it. Maybe it doesn't matter which of those you do. Maybe just doing something with it is what's actually important here. And so I've given myself a lot of freedom and a lot of power to just make decisions and not really worry if they're the right decision or they're the wrong decision, I'm just going to decide that once I make that decision, I'm going to have my back afterwards and I'm going to think about it as a good decision. I'm going to know that's what should have happened and I'm just going to move forward. So when I think any decision is better than no decision, I become decisive and I take action with those emails or deciding what to keep or donate from my closet or deciding what to keep or decline on my meeting invite calendar. And that, again, moves me forward and takes you from an inbox of a thousand emails to an inbox of zero emails, which again, with an inbox, with a closet, with a calendar, clearing these things out in your life, creating more open space, creating more room to breathe is huge. You will not regret it. Yes, you have to move through these kind of uncomfortable feelings to get there. Totally doable though. You can take it in small steps and you will get there. So now that we've moved through overwhelm into action, we've gone from confusion to decision. We have one final phase left and that phase is moving from discomfort to relaxation. And this is the most interesting phase for me. And this is where I have personally struggled the longest. I started getting my inbox empty, let's see, almost three years ago now. And I got my inbox empty. I got my schedule kind of cleaned up. So I had a lot more free time. I... Um, it, got really effective with getting work done, getting more stuff down, done around the house, decluttering. And it was so interesting to me to watch myself go through this and make all this progress that I had wanted to make and see myself still reverting back into the old habits of feeling stressed out and taking on too much. And I finally figured out that I think there's this third phase that we go through here where we get to our goal of having an empty inbox, having a decluttered house, whatever it is, and we start to feel uncomfortable. We think we're going to get to that goal and feel super happy and clear and free, and it's going to be awesome and rainbows and daisies. But a lot of us use being busy and use the clutter as 
a way to avoid uncomfortable emotions. So in my case, I had this underlying limiting belief that I needed to produce a lot and create a lot in the world in order to have worth as a human being. So, and this, it sounds so personal and so kind of dramatic and, but I think it's something that a lot of us deal with of just feeling like you're not good enough. And so you need to achieve and accomplish and do and go in order to kind of earn your keep in the universe in order to to show that you do have value in order to feel valuable yourself. And so what would happen to me is when I would get my life and my schedule kind of cleared out and get to this more balanced place, I would start having the thought, I'm not doing enough. It would feel really uncomfortable to me to not be doing as much, to not be as busy as I was before. And so what I would do then, I would just take on more and more new work, um, which is a way in this example of self-sabotaging. And I've seen this so many times with people that I coach that they make all this progress, they get their inbox empty, and then they feel like they're just kind of falling off the wagon and like it fills back up or some stuff happens and they just don't keep up with it. And they're like, oh, I wish I could get back to it. It was so nice when it was empty. It felt so great. But I think it also feels uncomfortable to people at first when they get there. Again, because you're used to having um, being so busy as part of your identity. It's kind of like it kind of feeds your identity and your own self-worth. And until we recognize that and we start to process and deal with some of those underlying limiting beliefs and underlying thoughts that we have that are really driving our behaviors, we will continue to revert back to our old ways of being busy and stressed out um, no matter how much we declutter and clear out in our lives. So I think this third phase is really key. And really what helped me kind of get through this third phase and finally relax, and it's a process, right? Like I'm still doing, I just shared at the beginning of the show how, um, you know, this week I knew I just, my body just wanted to rest some more and veg out some more. And I really felt like, oh, but I can't, I have to work on the podcast and I have to do all this work so that I can get the gold star and be a good person. Um, and so it's like still there and it's still something that I'm constantly working on. But what has been really helpful for me is, well, A, getting a coach, which I've talked about before, but just working on my thoughts here. So transitioning from a thought of I'm not doing enough, which makes me feel anxious and take on more work and then (laughs) prove that that's, I'm not doing enough because I can't sustain whatever I took on and I burn out, um, transitioning from a model like that to a thought like, you know, it's okay to rest for a moment or thinking about how you have infinite inherent worth without even lifting a finger. Um, Just really working on self-love and self-worth sounds so far removed from keeping your inbox empty, but I will tell you when it comes to sustaining having a less busy, less stressed life, this is really what it comes down to. And when I can just feel love for myself, feel like it's okay, feel like I don't have to do anything to prove my value, that's when I can relax. And when I relax, 
and I just veg out and I decompress, I prove to myself and I reinforce that belief that it's okay not to just constantly be in doing and working mode. And so it's a process. You can take it in baby steps. But I want to encourage you to think beyond just the actions that you're taking to declutter to what is the mindset that's driving the busyness and the stress and the clutter that's currently in your life and exploring that some in addition to just the surface changes you want to make. So let's recap again the three phases that we talked about. The first phase was moving from overwhelm to action. The second phase was moving from confusion to decision. And the third phase was moving from discomfort to relaxation. And again, I think it's not so much about your circumstances in terms of why you're so busy and why your life feels so complicated. I think it's much more about learning how to deal with these three emotions of overwhelm, confusion, and discomfort and turn them into action, decision, and relaxation. And that's what will finally give you the simpler, more relaxed life that you crave. All right, that's it for today. I hope all of you are doing well. If you have any questions about this, you can get in touch with me. If you are already a client, you can just go to the coaching tab on the client site, put in your question, put in the specific situation that you want coaching on, or sign up for one of the live client calls and I will get back to you. Or if you're not a client yet, just go to my website, lifesimplybetter.com, go to the free coaching tab and fill out the form. I'm offering free client status for the rest of 2018. I'm just getting this started, so I'm piloting it with a small group of clients for free, and you can sign up on the site there. You can also always email me at zoe, Z-O-E, at lifesimplybetter.com if you want to ask questions or find out more information about what it's like to coach with me. And finally, remember this podcast comes out every Tuesday. Make sure to hit subscribe. And I will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week.